Welcome, everybody, to the Plug and Play podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Adam Jones, and I'm joined by one of the most handsome guys on the East Coast, the roguelike king. He has slayed spires, escaped the underworld, and one day, I'm sure, he will unbind Isaac. It's Luke Osland, everybody. You think I'm handsome? Absolutely, Luke. I, I I think you're gorgeous. <laughs> I think you're absolutely gorgeous. So, Luke. What's up, gonna... gamers? Yeah, fuck yeah, there it is. There's the line. I, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about it. Um, This is going to be a quick one today, folks. It's going to be between 30, 45 minutes we're shooting for. We got things to do, people to see, um, loved ones to- Black Adam in. skins to buy on I, Fortnite. Yeah! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I've been hitting the gym. We're, so we're, we'll be quick about this, but I've been hitting the gym again. I'm feeling good because of the puppy that we got. I haven't been able, we've been super busy and that's part of the reason that posting has been chaotic. But, um, so I have, I, I've, I'm now consistently back in it. I'm getting pumped. I'm getting jacked. My energy is up. I'm feeling good. That's how I'm doing. Luke, how have you been? I've been pretty good. I finally got my car back, uh, this week. Fuck so yeah. I, I'm, okay. I'm back on the road. I got wheels again, you know? Uh, getting behind the wheel gonna cause some more accidents i'm that's a joke the accident was not my fault <laughs> he got waved someone um, got waved through and they were not supposed to be it was a traumatic experience but luckily no one was injured um yeah i haven't i haven't been up to much to be honest just playing a lot of Fortnite as as per usual uh, i have a really bad headache today so that's been really fun to deal with uh, yeah i'm, you know, I'm glad all... i just i'm glad i just screamed over black adam skins <laughs> <laughs> just right directly into your ear i'm happy it's I all good it's we're we're on the it's fading out now i think i hope so because i have to work in the morning and if if, if my headache is this bad i will simply go in because i don't want to waste my sick time you know how it is yeah yeah no definitely capitalism and all that you just want to be bent over by the man over and over again yeah no i'm looking for a new job I'm about to get a new job. Uh, hopefully, I have. I had to pass an entrance test. Get this. I had to pass an entrance test. And then now I have to go in for like three different interviews. I'll tell you more about it off off um, the podcast because it's very like – it's like confidential, but the parts I'm going to tell you, like I don't – I just don't want anyone to be like, oh, this is where he works, you know, and then and then it become a problem. So anyway, And then they dox you and then the SWAT yep. team shows up. Well, that's the thing. I'd dog. be using internet for my job. Sadly, it's nothing in the games industry, but it's it's something that pays more than a meat cutter at Ingalls. But anyways, um, so – what are we talking about today, Luke? What are we talking about today? I have two games. I want to know if you have anything. We talked about this a little bit. You said you were going to wing it, but I, I, I want to hear this winging it. I want to hear this winging it. Yeah, so uh, I I think, well, here's here's a really cool game that I actually just played. I just finished it about uh, 20 minutes ago. It's called Jeopardy. And it comes on uh, every. It comes on weeknights at 7:30. No, uh, I don't have I, a whole lot. Is it every weeknight Jeopardy comes on? Yeah, that's why I don't. That's why I'm never on between seven thirty and eight. Oh my! What a fucking nerd! I like my trivia. I enjoy trivia. Um, did you cry when the Jeopardy host died? No, I did not. Uh, it was sad. I did. Yeah. I did watch him growing up, but I. I was just like, well, you know, it. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> Hold on, I don't want to sound like I'm a psychopath. I was, you just didn't I was know him sad personally. for him, it but yeah, I didn't know him sense. personally, right. Yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, that sucks, you know. Uh, who's going to be the next host? The show must go on. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I am, I am kidding. It was, it was sad. He but, died um, on yeah, Tuesday. Otherwise... We need someone by Wednesday, baby. Come on, 7.30. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but uh, um, otherwise... I, I didn't have a whole lot to talk about. I did kind of want to bring up a little bit of uh, gamer drama that's been happening in terms of um, uh, Gotham Knights and the uh, the voice actor or voice actress for Bayonetta. But those now, are very, very brief things that you honestly would get more information off of Twitter than from me. Well, I, I, I've been very aware of these things. Um, as people may know, I love my gaming podcasts and news articles. Um but I have a really good transition or segue perhaps um, into my game, one of the games that I'm going to be talking about. And so I was just curious, like, do you want to talk about that at the end of the thing? The end of the podcast, yeah. I mean. I mean, it's, it's up to you. Uh, we can we can summarize it right now. Well, I, you know what? 
Yeah, we can just talk about it at the end because it's mostly just going to be boring. How do you feel about this talk? You know what yeah. I mean. So well, everyone might not, stop that's listening not by then. Boring. That's not boring. <laughs> well, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna. Okay, so I'm. You're gonna set. You're gonna help me set me up for my segue because it hit me while we were talking about it, and I wasn't able to do it because I wanted to hear what you wanted to talk about. But um, when did the uh, the Jeopardy guy die? Uh, like a, a year, a two years ago. It was two years ago, and you didn't I cry. So. No. Damn. Well, I I cried a lot. Like, I mean, I cried a lot when Stan Lee died. Like, I cried a lot when Stan Lee died. Oh, speaking of Stan Lee, what about Marvel Snap, everybody? The new mobile game that just came out. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, what a segue segue. that was. That's one for the book. (laughs) One out of, this is seven podcasts. Oh, no, I had like, I think I had one good one last one. But that's one, one for seven, I think. Uh, we'll we get were there. On we'll the be segue on. game. Uh, the not uh, the a couple episodes back, we we had like two or three good segues. Of course, God- we kept getting distracted by how good the segues are, so then we threw them <laughs> off a little bit. But we had them, like we're doing now. Um, right. <laughs> Marvel Snap, Luke. Have you heard of this? Have you heard of the Marvel Snap game? I have never heard. Is it like right. Pokemon Snap? So, I have no idea no. what this is. <laughs> See, that's that's what I I have heard people say that, and it's 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 funny. No, it is not an on rails photography of Marvel superheroes. It is a card battling game. It's a TCG, uh, basically. It is mobile. I think it's on Steam as well. It's free to play on mobile at least. I don't know about Steam. But it is a deck builder. Every round lasts maximum three minutes. It does not go past three minutes. Each That's each game. In a game, you have six rounds. The game lasts three minutes, like I said. Then, okay, so let me set up the board for you. There's three columns. There's three columns that you then get to place your cards in on your side. It is very much like a traditional... Oh, and you can fit four cards in each column. It's very much like a traditional TCG where each card has an amount of energy that you can put out and the amount of power that that card has. But there's no attacking done within this game. You don't attack. What you do is you set those... You set your cards on each column and then it adds at the end of the game it adds all that power up and if you have the most power in one column it says so like if i have iron man for two power white tiger for four power hulk for 12 power and the thing for six power it adds all of those powers up it adds their power up and then whatever total i get if that's higher than the opponent's power i win that column you have to then win two columns out of the three you have to have the highest score out of each column or out of two columns to win the game. Does that make sense? Did I explain that well enough? I think so. That, that okay. sounds like it makes sense. More so, power in column make win column. Yeah. And so you have to win two out of the three columns. Okay, sweet. Each card has an ability that can either boost its power, boost other cards power, or put different cards on the field. It's So it's it's very much combo-y. Like, um, and then... I think Iron Man. Iron Man has zero power, and he's a fi- he's a five power uh, energy card. He has zero power. And you're thinking, well, th- that doesn't make any sense. Why would Iron Man have zero power? He's a strong superhero because his card ability doubles the amount of power in that column. So let's say I have six power in that column. I place Iron Man down. He then makes it twelve power. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So each card has abilities kind of like that to where um to to help you win the game. It's fucking addictive. I've been playing it for literally just today. <laughs> just today. And I have not like I cannot put my phone down. I put my phone I, I downloaded it at work on lunch. I was playing it and I was like, oh no. Oh no. And I'm not a mobile guy. I'm not. I don't like playing my games on, on mobile, but I am a TCG guy. Give me some of that Pokemon. Give me some of that magic. Some of that yeah, Hearthstone. I'm, I'm not going to lie. With, with with your description of this game and with how slow and boring my job often is, this whole time I've been thinking tomorrow I'm going to be playing the shit out of this game. And it's really going to be cutting into my One Piece uh, mobile <laughs> manga reading time. So thanks, Adam. <laughs> no, You've no ruined problem. it. You've ruined now, everything. <laughs> here, now, Luke, you know Fortnite skins, right? Oh, I know Fortnite skins. You know, Okay, you know Fortnite skins. You know comic book variant covers, right? Like, you have, yes. like, variant covers of the comic books. 
like the Fortnite issue two comic with Spider-Man. Um, it, it reenacts the classic Spider-Man original cover, but instead of some random man, it's Jonesy he's holding. And instead of New York City, he's at Tilted Towers. But that's a different story. Anyways, variant comics. So they have variant comic covers. In this game, you have variant card art. So you have like Iron Man, and then you have Iron Man pixel art. And then because this was a launch day, if you sign up with Apple, I think you you get a free variant Iron Man art that's kind of like cartoonish, simplistic, kind of a child art it's very cool kind of like it, a dumb baby doodled it just like really shitty yeah, no, I'm just kidding. yeah it's really <laughs> shittily drawn it, it kind of is it's kind of like a baby doodle but it's like cool looking it's it's kind of cool i have one for hawk i have one for iron man now my only gripe with this is some car most of them i've seen i've seen them cost 700 gold there's a bunch of different economies in this game i one of them i don't get it's like some booster bubble i think you you use you use to upgrade cards because when you upgrade this card art, it becomes frame breaker. So the it's kind of like mildly 3D where they're kind of breaking out of the frame of the card, you know. And then it's 3D card. So you then you move your phone and you can it like the character moves with it. It's cool. But these variant cards cost actual money. <laughs> and there's a battle pass in this um in this game. Uh I don't know how much they cost because for some reason the 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 launch event one is free. I know I think they're around ten dollars from what I've been hearing because there was like a th- a three month period I think where like games journalists and people who signed up I think got access for three months to this game before it actually launched. But anyways, so you spend actual money on gold in the game to get these variant cards. Doesn't sound bad until one variant card costs you. Like I think ten to twelve dollars to buy just one. <laughs> I'm like dog. At least like in Fortnite or Apex Legends or Warzone, it's something I'm I'm using. I can I can tangibly say, okay, I am now Spider Man in Fortnite running around. That looks cool. But if I want the thing holding Mjolnir and being taken over by a symbiote or symbiote, or symbiote, whatever you want to call it, why do I have to pay literally like 10 to $15 for that when I might not even pull the card the next two games? Because I think you have a total of like 12 cards in your, in, your, in your deck. You have 12 cards in your deck. No dupes, no dupies. You can't dupe. 12 cards in your deck. <laughs> no dupies. And there's only six rounds. So you only have the potential of pulling six cards unless there are conditions there are conditions met that allow you to draw an extra card so i might not even pull the thing holding mjolnir being taken over by a symbiote it's like what if it seems that's that that aspect the the game sounds great that seems very money fucking phenomenal but uh it's, At this it's, point, you know, it's it's it, it's modern gaming. It's it's uh, kind of expected, I guess. But ten to twelve dollars is obscene for a, for it's a wa- card. It's why, yeah, it's kind of wild because it's seven hundred gold. I think for four five hundred gold, it's five dollars, and then ten dollars is like twelve hundred gold. So I think it's about the most expensive card I've seen is ten dollars. But you have to spend to get seven hundred gold. You have to spend ten dollars anyway. So it's just it's one of those things where. It's like every other game you're seeing, every free-to-play game. It's just since it's mobile, it's shocking to see it that expensive, you know? Right. Um, no, that's that's what I'm thinking, too. But, because, I mean, I'd spend money like that on real Magic the Gathering cards. Yeah, that you not, can tangibly not, not. hold, collect, and look at. Right, and that I could show my friends and be like, look at this cool-ass card that I just and, got. And now I'm going to whoop your ass with it in my deck. And then resell it. If you go, you know what, I'm not playing Magic anymore. Some guy on the internet wants my Magic cards. Here you go. Here is my cool Black Lotus first edition for $100,000. You know what I'm saying? Is it Black, Lo- <laughs> Black Lotus? Is that the I was card actually, that I'm thinking? Yeah, I was actually yeah. going to make a joke about the Black Lotus a second ago. I'd say that they're all, they're pricing them all like they're Black Lotuses. I think it goes for <laughs> I think it goes for 30000 I think I, I think 30000 is is the top. I don't know. Give me that Shadow Char- Charizard first edition. Um... So that's my biggest problem. But here's the plus side. 
at least in the first 20, in this initial battle pass, it's 20 levels. 20 levels. And I think about three of those levels give you 100 gold. So the currency that you would use to purchase variant cards, you do at least get in this initial battle pass, the launch event battle pass. From what I have not found any way to purchase the the, the normal battle pass that is 50 levels. But here's the problem with the battle pass, right? Fortnite, Apex, Modern Warfare, Halo, whatever you, or Warzone, I'm sorry, um, Halo. In cases, it's three months per battle pass. So you're spending time on that battle pass, leveling, get, leveling it up. You're spending 10 to $20, $25, depending if you get the extra levels or not. You're, you're spending that every three months. This game... It's every month there is a new battle pass. From what I've heard from the other like sources and and things like that on the internet, you're you're ten or ten to fifteen dollars a month to play your game, your free game, you know. And I know I don't have to buy it. It's just cosmetics. It's not actually that's false. It's not cosmetics because there are actual cards. Like Blue Marvel is in this current battle pass. And he's a he's a pretty he's a pretty decent card. I'm not gonna lie. He's max. He's level twenty. I'm sorry if I just burped into the mic. Um, he's level twenty. So it's like one of those things where it's like ah, I don't know if I can unlock this card if the if the battle pass is gone. You know, like what if there's right. a super out of control, uber powerful card that I now cannot get because I didn't spend the ten dollars last month. Shit out of luck, I guess, dog. <laughs> like, you know? So that's my only gripe with it. Am I going to spend money on this game? I, you, I already did. I already did. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, there was a special. Really? Yeah, it was $3. Oh, yeah. It was $3 for 700 gold, a Captain America variant card, a variant cover card, and a player icon of Captain America. And Captain America's my boy, Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers, that's my boy. Sam now Sam Wilson is Captain America. I was I was about to say it too. I was like, I just 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 to uh you know, just to put you in a corner a little bit and be like, whoa, 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 you, oh, you sound you sound like some people that I've been seeing on the internet who uh, have really bad opinions. No. <laughs> Just back back me into the corner and claim I'm racist, even though I said nothing racist. Just like a liberal would. This is oh god. I hate doing this because I feel like people don't know us well enough yet to see, like they're like, damn, these guys are fucked up. Don't worry, guys. We're uh we're uh we're socialists out here. I uh, hope I'm using actually, sarcasm well. Because I don't know. I think the, you are. The well, I know you though, so Yeah, that's the thing. The only frame of reference I have are my friends, and my friends know me. I don't want random strangers online listening to my podcast and going, Is this sarc is he being sarcastic right now? I can't tell. I can't But anyways, that is my first game. Marvel Snap, it's free. Everyone, please go download it. It's so addictive. It's literally a match is a max of three minutes. It's so so good. It's so good. I think the last uh the last mobile game actually I don't I don't play mobile games a lot but when uh Rocket League Sideswipe came out that was my shit for like 2 really? weeks straight. Oh god really? man I was playing it nonstop. My brother who actually almost exclusively plays Super Smash Bros, he still plays Sideswipe. He's like platinum I think. I heard Maybe he's so, I did see Sideswipe but... was big on on TikTok live for a while. I saw like people would just I'd be scrolling and like every other like live stream would be um sideswipe yeah i mean sideswipe i i i really like i'm i'm a rocket league fan i think it's fun i'm not i'm not good enough at it to play it enough anymore uh but sideswipe was one where i almost liked it more than regular rocket league because the matches were a lot shorter and it's a lot easier to not get your dick kicked in really badly it it doesn't yeah. you know losing losing in sideswipe doesn't break you down as a man <laughs> and make you cry in the shower and think why can't i flip reset yet you know because I, 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 I don't even know what those words i don't even know what that super means easy i don't even i'm pretty sure that's a term see i no. don't even know i don't know anything i just i just be hitting I, the ball i thought about sideswipe i i saw it and i was like oh maybe i'm not the biggest rocket league fan but it did seem like a very grounded experience, a very grounded game. And speaking of something being grounded, have you guys played the video game by Obsidian Entertainment, Grounded? 
Oh my god! That's the best segue yet. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, just like that phenomenal segue, there's a phenomenal game out there. I'm going crazy with these games. I feel like we've had a spree. <laughs> I feel like we've had a spree of bad games. Like, it's like, eh, Curse the Golf was okay. And I tried to, oh, well, I didn't talk about this. I tried to play Baron Breakfast. It was okay. But Grounded and Marvel Snap, fucking amazing. So I have, I'm a, I, this is getting into why I played Grounded. Not because I didn't want to. I like Obsidian. They're, they're, I played um, Stick of Truth. I think I talked about that. I'm not sure. Phenomenal game. Stick of Truth was a great game. They made Fallout New uh, New Vegas. Um, people love that one. Uh, and so I was like, oh, and Outer Worlds. I enjoyed Outer Worlds. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to play Grounded. But I have a special needs brother. I moved out. I got married. That kind of, he kind of got sad about that. He was like, oh, well, Adam's gone. Well, now I have Jacob. Jacob's my other brother. He then moved out. He didn't get married because he's he's doing his life. Um, that's not a judgment. He's just doing his life. He's, he's a great man. Um, he moved out. Caleb got sad. So I was like, you know what? Brother gaming time. Brother gaming time. I knew he wanted to play Grounded. So we all downloaded Grounded. We take every Wednesday and we play Grounded. And I know it came out, I think, like two to three weeks back, I think it came out. And let me tell you, this game is fucking fun. The scope is awesome. You're, you're, uh, let me tell you the premise before I actually get into all that. You're a small teenage person. You're a teenage child. <laughs> and you <laughs> get shrunk down into Honey, I Shrunk the Kid's Size. Ladybugs are massive. Like, you're eye-to-eye with ladybugs. Ants are at least waist-to-nipple high. They're terrifying. And so you're you're that small and you're running around in a backyard trying to survive. It's like a survival game more akin to Ark Survival Evolved than it is to Minecraft, if that makes any sense. So it's it's more on the more it's a, it's a little on the more difficult side. It, it it takes place in the 90s, so it has this very 90s aesthetic to everything and it is so good. I'm not one for survival games where you have to watch hunger and water and things like that. But something about this game and just the aesthetic, the the, the art that it has mixed with the, the gameplay and how they interact um, and how the like the gameplay interacts with you being small and how like the design of all that works like. When you make your house, you're building it out of grass. <laughs> like you're chopping down grass like it's trees and it's breaking apart and then you're building grass walls. You're you're when you when you kill an ant, you then harvest its like body parts and you make an ant club. So you just have this club made out of like ant pieces. It's so good. That and, sounds just like my normal teenage years. Yeah, I've ever who hasn't <laughs> who hasn't been killed by a wolf spider eighty thousand times and Oh, speaking of the wolf spiders, <laughs> I have I have a small tinge, a tiny tinge of arachnophobia. I'm not like, like if I see a spider, I'm not like, oh, I'm not touching it. I'm not like, oh, I get like, have you seen The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings when they have the massive Shelob is the one in the Lord of the Rings. I can't remember any of the ones in The Hobbit. I don't know if they have names. But where they take the fucking hammers and the swords, that's me when it comes to a spider. I want... It is dead. It is in my vicinity. It is within my eyesight. It is gone. I don't want it there. I know they're good for the environment. I don't give a fuck. They're demons from a different... Riding spiders, daddy long legs, you can live. The riding spiders, you just have to kind of move away from my area, my location. But anyways, they have massive, massive fucking wolf spiders and and other variations of spiders in this game that haunt you. They hunt you and they kill you and they snore and they... It's awful. It's terrifying. And so... When when you're playing this game, you're the small you're the small baby, you're the small small little thing, and you have to kill ants. And ants they're they're easier to kill. You have to kill spiders, ladybugs. It's it's kind of heartbreaking to kill a ladybug. I'm not gonna lie. It's there's a massive stink bugs that attack you on sight. <sighs> it's just such a good game. I have so, a question about about the uh, spiders really quick. Yes, please. 
Um, I booted up the game uh, very briefly. I have not played almost any of it. I just played the very, like the the very very introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, but isn't there an arachnophobia mode where you can like turn off how scary the spiders are or something? Yeah. Thank you for reminding me because I li- that's where I was gonna go with that, and then I just kind of went on a uh, my brain went off. Yeah. So there there's a arachnophobia um meter. That you can, the more you turn it up, the more the spider looks less like a spider. So it starts like you tick it up once, it takes away some legs. Tick it up again, it takes away some legs, maybe some fangs or mandibles or whatever the fuck you call it on a spider. Then you tick it away, it kind of makes it completely white. And you tick it again, it takes away some eyes. And then you're kind of just left when you go fully with like... A, a fucking dumpling. <laughs> it's just how it's like two white balls just stuck on each other and, and it, with like brown eyes. So it's not really that scary. It's not that, scary at all. It's very funny and it's very cool that they would even think about including that. Have I touched it and activated it? No. Why? Because I want to be. I'm not a horror guy. I don't like horror genres, but I kind of want to be scared in this one. I kind of want to know I'm about to get fucked up and just absolutely destroyed, and my small teenage body will crumple under the weight of this spider. Adams, you're doing like your own kind of uh, immer- immer- immersion therapy for your for your favorite spiders. I would... You're like, well, if they're giant here, then when I see them in real life and they're small, it's significantly less scary. Yeah, honestly, I would go into a demon-infested house in VR. Like if they were like, all right, we have two VR experiences, one where you have to go into a spider-infested house or a demon-infested house. I'd be like, please give me the demon-infested house. Let me <laughs> let the demons take my soul. I, I'd rather do that than have eight legs even close to close to my body um but no i it's it's a good game so um i kind of i kind of lost it i was i was going off on the bugs the bugs the scale the scale and the proportions that everything is so realistic it it's it's incredible how well they were able to do this and i'll tell you why this was i think if i'm correct a team of 10 people made this game and then i think at the beginning and then at the end i think it was a total of 15 to 16 people so that's actually kind of insane for how yeah. big that game looks and how good that it looks yeah. that's that's pretty wild it is crazy so I'll, I'll talk about this and then i'll get into the story and then we'll kind of bring it into the new segment i'm going to talk really fast so um it was about 10 to 15 people made this game. It was in early access on Game Preview on Xbox and PC. This is both available on Game Pass, PC Game Pass, and Xbox Game Pass. Um, it was in Game Preview for about two years, I think. And then recently at Summer Game Fest a few months back, they announced, hey, it is coming out in September? September. Yeah, they were like, it's coming out in September. So then they released it, and they were like, have fun, baby! And um, they have been working with the community ever these whole two years to finally f- like crush everything down, fine tune it enough to where they could release this product safely and soundly. And honestly, it is awesome. It is a great, solid gaming experience. There are a few quality life things that I would change, but there's also a lot of quality of life things that I've never seen implemented before. That. Honestly, I've had problems with other games not doing, and I've said it, and I'm like, oh, I need this in a game, and this game had that. It was um, crafting. When I go to craft something, I don't want to go search through all eight chests that I have to find the materials that I, uh, that I need. I, I like organizing my chest, but at the same time, I want to play the game. I don't want to fucking clean my room. You know what I'm saying? So this game, if I go into my crafting table and there are five chests within a certain radius, any materials that are within those five chests, automatically I can use to craft. I don't have to go to each individual chest pulling out all of those items. Now, that is only with the workshop and crafting in your inventory. When I'm creating potions to heal myself, I still have to do it. And it's so weird. It's like, why would you implement it on this, but not on this? Because I have to use a different workstation to make these potions can't you just transfer it over? It doesn't make much sense, but hey, I'm sure they will fine-tune it some more. They've been working on it for so long and they've been doing such a great job. I'm sure they will um I'm sure they'll fine-tune it eventually. They have said they don't know if it'll be live service. 
They don't know if they're going to put out DLC. They don't know if they're going to keep updating it. And here's why. It has a story. It has a very big story where and, and a, a lofty goal to reach for while you are trying to survive. You are four teenagers trapped in this backyard. You are small and you want to go home. So what is your goal? To get big. So throughout this campaign, you discover that there is a scientist who was in this backyard trying to discover he was trying to figure out shrink technology and things like that you don't know how you were shrunk you have no idea and through a series of dreams i'm learning you are discovering how you got shrunk why you got shrunk and then during while you are like surviving and stuff you are learning how to grow so you go to like these laboratories that this one scientist put all around this backyard whose backyard you have no idea but he put around this backyard and you have to retrieve these super chips for a robot that you meet so he can remember how to make you big it's very cool and very fun so each of these dungeons or each of these labs are like dungeons me and my brothers have to like before we go in we're like all right all right all right we need to upgrade our armor we need to get better weapons we need to do this we need to do this we need to make sure our health is better we need to do all these things and then we go and we raid the dungeon killing all these spiders killing whatever bugs are necessary and things like that to achieve getting this super chip is what they're called to help the robot remember how to make us big it's very fun i would highly recommend hopping with on with any of your friends loading up making a base and and killing some fucking it, <laughs> killing some spiders. Not only are there there are these these story things, but there's also bosses, which is very cool. So it's this is where I it kind of comes into like the the um, arc survival evolved in my opinion is because you can have like there's just these bigger creatures. And I know what about the wither? What about the ender dragon? I. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, like, would you rather <laughs> fight the wither or a giant T-Rex? That's just, hey, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Or a massive fucking prey mantis or the demon of your nightmares, a giant spider. Which one would you rather fight? Because me, I'd rather fight the demon of my nightmares. I play d and I've killed plenty of dragons. I don't need to do it in Minecraft. No, that's a joke. I really like Minecraft, though. Um, So, yeah. That's grounded. I talked really fast. I'm really out of breath, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. I highly recommend both these games. One is free and one is on Game Pass. Fucking download it. Like, like it's so good. Go support Obsidian. These 15 people. Not only is Obsidian pumping out... Uh, let me talk about Obsidian real quick, too. <laughs> Obsidian pumped out this. They're making Outer Worlds 2. They're making Avowed. They're making Pentiment. Oh, yeah. Like, that is the Xbox Game Studio that we need to be praising right now. That is the the, the the first party Xbox Studio that we need to be praising right now. And they are going to be the best decision Xbox ever made. Maybe, I would say, maybe Activision, Blizzard, and Bethesda can prove themselves. But, like, let's be honest. <laughs> Elder Scrolls 6 is so far away. Starfield, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I'm optimistic, but we'll see. And then... Come on, who wants fucking Call of Duty? Who, who wants Call of Duty? We got Halo Infinite. It's perfect. That's a joke. <laughs> All right. Um, Luke, what was the um, the uh, drama you wanted to talk about? We got like 10 minutes. Okay, well, real quick, I just I do want to say that you were talking very fast there. It was very impressive. It was almost like I was like listening to you take on a whole new persona. And speaking of persona. Oh! Persona 5 Royal is going to be on Game Pass, I think, starting tomorrow. Tomorrow. It is tomorrow, Friday. I am very excited. I've never played. I played a little bit of Persona 5 on one of my friend's PlayStations uh, last year or the year before. But I'm going to probably... I've I've already done all the weekly quests for Fortnite today. I think I'm gonna actually start. Pl- <laughs> I'm dead serious. I had nothing to do and my head was killing me. So I was just like, oh, I'm on Fortnite. Um, and I'm glad I did that because I think I'm going to be, uh, hopping in some persona and finally getting to experience that beautiful, wondrous game that I have heard nothing but glowing and positive and immaculate reviews about. So I just remembered that like, like two seconds ago and I was like, oh wait, I gotta announce how excited I am to even start this game. Okay. This makes me excited. So now we're, we're going to literally have 10 minutes to talk about this news. 
This makes me so fucking excited because the next podcast is going to be so filled with Persona 5, Royale. And I know people are going to be like, but that's been out for years. Fuck you. Luke wants to talk about it. He gets to talk about it. Then Plague Tale Requiem, I'm going to talk about because I beat the first one. And I love the first one. And then, um, oh shit, Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights also comes out tomorrow. I'm hearing really bad things. Gotham Knights but, is... Uh, but but ahead, I did... I did buy it with my brother. Me and my brother split it, and so we're gonna we're gonna play it, and I will keep you guys up to date with my 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 review. We'll probably have to maybe record Thursday. Hopefully, we can do it Tuesday if I can fit in all this gaming within the next three days. But Gotham Knights has had like so much around it that it's we got to talk about it. It's got Luke wanted to talk about it, and I know what he's talking about. It's got so much drama surrounding it. That was also a good segue. It just wasn't as clean. It was just kind of straight into it um gotham night was a good segue it was a it was a it was a seven out of ten segue <laughs> we're say. we're we're catching up real quick we had like six episodes with zero segues last one we had like two or three good two, one or two good ones this one we've had multiple so um gotham knights 30 fps on playstation 5 and the xbox series consoles locked you cannot change it they have not said if there will be an update for it. I Or maybe they did. I'm not sure. I don't think they have. PC can barely, barely run it. Like, it, 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 it can. It can do it. But it still fluctuates and dips down into the 50s. Luke, do you care? So, personally, I actually don't. And I, I can tell you why because I don't think I've even played a lot of games that are 60 FPS. So I, if you put, and I'm, I'm dead serious about this, if you put them side by side, I'm sure I could tell the difference. But if you gave, if I didn't know everything surrounding this game, and I'll probably end up playing it just because now I'm, I'm interested in playing it because you of all can't, the drama. You can't play it. Oh, it's only, oh, it's next only on, that's actually a perfect, that's actually a perfect thing to bring up anyway, because one of the, one of the devs was saying that the reason that it was locked at 30 FPS is because, oh, I wish, I think I have a screenshot of the actual quote, but it was something Good. along the lines of the Xbox Series S is a potato of a console that is limiting their ability to make the game run at 60 yep. FPS. And the only yep. thing you should do with the Xbox Series S is, I think, throw it down a mountain. If I'm remembering, don't quote me on that because I don't want to lie and about the exact quote. No, but it's no, something no. along those lines. <laughs> It was something along those lines, and the tweet was deleted. He was he had to take it. He took it down, and then WB came out, and they were like, "Look, that is not why. It is because we have a untethered multiplayer experience to where if you want to be at one end of the map and your buddy wants to be at the other, you can do that." And so it has pushed the limits, and we don't know how to make it sixty frames. But it's sixty frames on PC, so maybe it is the Xbox Series S. Personally, I love the Xbox Series S. This was, uh, that's what I have, but I also have a, P- P- a PS5, a big boy console. But I do <laughs> like the Xbox Series S was the best bang for my buck at the time that I was hurting for cash and wanted the game. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that is why, but it does matter because ultimately, when I'm looking, like I'll be looking at games and and I'll go. Does it matter? I used to not think it did. I was like, 30 to 60, there's no big difference. Guys, I was wrong. There is. It looks so much better with 60 frames per second than 30. Because when I see gameplay from, like, last-gen consoles, I'm like, we used to do that? We wait, we used to do that to ourselves? Look, I, it I've looks like the, the original experience. Mario. I've had the the same experience, and I play on an Xbox One. But watching uh, this was especially you play on an Xbox One S, sir. That is true. That is true. You're right. You're right. I don't even know my own console. Adam sold me the console. He probably knows the ins and outs of it way better than I do, and I've been using it for about a year and a half now. (laughs) I unscrewed it, and I I unscrewed it, and took a photo of every single piece and memorized what was in it and what it could do. But I have I have actually noticed, especially during the the Halo Infinite days, that when you and I think when my friend Dakota, when y'all would send me your clips, I was like, why does your game look so much better than mine? And I didn't that... realize how how much just from the like just from the one S to the Xbox Series S, how big of an upgrade it was like graphically. I had no idea until I saw those clips and I was like, Oh, well now I feel like a lower class citizen. <laughs> 
what did I buy this used off one of my friends just to play Fortnite? What? Um, I really like. I don't know. I'm I'm honestly not sure if the Xbox Series S is fully capable of running games at six, what games it is capable because I know it can run Halo Infinite campaign because I watched the Digital Foundry video on it. It can run the campaign at 60 frames, but it is choppy. It go it dips down into the 50s and the 60s, which for me honestly don't care too much. I'm not that big of a that big of a, a dweeb. I don't even want to say dweeb because I feel like that's a negative. I'm not that big of a um, critic when it comes to all of that. So if it dips every now and then, I'm not going to go, what the fuck? I, like, it, it doesn't really matter to me that much. But um, the difference between 60 and 30, I, I can see why people definitely get get their, 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 their panties in a wad about it. Um, is that all you have to say about that? Um, one, one, one quick thing, and this is, we can, we can make this a real brief thing, but there was a lot of tweets going around during the, during the discourse of 30 FPS and 60 FPS, you know what I'm trying to say? Um, and one of the biggest ones, and I won't say the guy's Twitter handle because he ended up making his Twitter private. I, I screenshotted it before. And then I was like, oh Damn, wait, Luke is out here screenshotting tweets. Well, it was for the, it was for the podcast. And I thought this was an interesting thing to bring up because what the tweet said that a lot of people were arguing with, he said, gamers shouldn't be allowed to criticize game devs unless they've made a game. How do you feel about that? Okay, I was about this. Uh, this is I was actually thinking this like I was going to be like, this is going to be the last thing I say. And then we'll move on to what, we, what you want to talk about, which I think I already know. But I don't think you should be mean to game devs. People who go on the internet and they're like, these fucking stupid game devs, they can't, or they they harass them or they're mean to them. You're a fucking idiot. That's like saying I can't, like, like, like you're, a, you're a dickhead. Don't do that. You're an immoral person and you need to learn to be better. Be fucking better. Um, now, in relation to that tweet... I think that is stupid. <laughs> I think that's a stupid take. You can criticize. That's like saying I can't criticize a game. I can't come in here and say this game is not fun if I have not made a game. I can I can say, hey, game devs, this game is not that fun. Here's the reasons why. But if I go in there and I'm like, how can you not tech li like? If I come in acting like I know how to make a game and I say, how can you not get this running at 60 frames per second? Like, like how can you not do that? You're a game developer. You should be able to do that. And to an extent, maybe you're right. But you don't have to be an asshole about it. You're putting it in an asshole way. You don't right. know why. It, you don't know the problem. You don't know why they can't. Maybe it is the Series S, but no other game has had that problem. You know, right, no other exactly. game has had that problem to where they're like, eh, we, we couldn't do it because of the Series S. So I think that people who react meanly towards devs like that and the people who did what they did to God of War devs or any dev, you guys are dickheads. Stop. The guy who made that tweet who who said you can't criticize game devs for um, for if you've never made a game, then don't watch, like, don't, don't critique any medium. You can't go to the movies and say, this movie is bad. Why did the cinematographer do that? If you haven't right. done this, like, and you know what I mean? He did, he did add as a caveat, basically that he said, it's okay to criticize the games, just not the game devs. And to the extent that he's talking about harassment, I do agree. Like, obviously yeah. don't, you don't have to be a dick about it. Like don't, don't start harassing game devs and calling them inept and stuff like that. But in terms of like, if you were to go to the movies, you could criticize the movie and say the movie's bad. But if a director is like consistently putting out like movies that are subpar, I think you also are allowed to kind of criticize the director. You know what I mean? Oh, Not, 100. So that's because I, I understood what the point he was trying to make. But I'm also like, that's Wording. also not a fair way to put it. Yeah, because that's like me saying, yeah. oh, you can't criticize this actor's role unless you could play it better like that doesn't make any sense and <laughs> yeah i think i have actually done that once but i was stupid when i did that um but we all make mistakes Luke. we've, we've okay. all been there um but yeah that was I, that was that was the main thing i wanted to talk about was just the uh, the idea that you're not allowed to criticize something unless you can do it better which is always a take that i just find obscene all right so we have 30 seconds do you want to quickly say how you feel about the Bayonetta voice acting scandal thing going on right now. 
I can I can honestly just just I can say it so quick too, and I I, I, I hope that you'll agree with me because I know that you've talked about wanting to be a voice actor. I think that voice actors should be paid better. I think that they should. I, I it's just ridiculous to me. Okay, so there's been some back and forth on the validity of the claims, and I for actually I hate to say this, I forgot the voice actress's name. So I'm out here vouching for voice actors, and I don't even know which one I'm vouching for. But the, the no, the, you, you, it's good. It's all good. The, uh, I, the voice I, actress. I, I, bl- I completely blanked. I was like, is it Jennifer <laughs> Hale? But I, th- I think that might be the one who's taking over the role as Bayonetta. So I don't want to get them confused. Go ahead, though. Um, but the voice actress who's played Bayonetta in, I think, all of the games. Um, yeah. Gen- okay, was... hold on. Jennifer Hale is the one who is taking over the role of Bayonetta if I'm correct Jennifer Hale is ta- yeah Jennifer Hale is taking over the voice of Bayonetta I cannot remember you keep talking and I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you who who was voicing Bayonetta gotcha yeah so the 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 original voice actress whoever she, this mystery woman um no but the original voice actress for Bayonetta um they what she said on Twitter was that she was offered $4000 flat rate um to do bayonetta's voice for bayonetta 3 i the the um i don't remember if it was the devs or i guess the production team they said that that was not accurate and that they were offering three to four thousand dollars per session that was um that was jason trier at bloomberg he he is a very reputable like behind the scenes uh um kind of he kind of outs people for like saying things or corruption in, in the gaming space and he said that not that she's like being outed or anything but he said that it was reports that she was supposed to do four sessions four thousand dollars each i think total was like fifteen thousand dollars is what she was supposed to get um and it's helena taylor who was helena the original taylor. voice actor right um i still think that and I did I did see uh, uh, someone on Twitter who said they were a voice actor and said that in their circle of voice actors, they knew that none of them were getting three to four thousand dollars per session. So that was pretty good money. But it it kind of begs the question of what are you doing voice acting for? Because we're talking about a huge game series that sells millions and like it's millions of dollars on sales. So I think to take your main character who's being voiced by this one woman who does a great job at the role and to just be like, oh, here's three to four thousand dollars for four to five sessions and i don't think that she gets anything off of the sales after that nope. i'm not sure yeah nope. no okay i didn't think so um that's insulting uh as i I've, I've been very in my feelings about voice actors lately um especially after the the chris pratt mario thing not that i think he's necessarily gonna do a bad job because we haven't heard enough lines but i do think that more roles should go towards voice actors and i think when you have a very talented voice actor who does a great job and carries a series for a character that we all know at this point. I, I just think that that's an, an insultingly low amount of money. I, and I have to agree on that. I think, I think it's, it, it matters how much your time is worth. How much is this person's time worth? And for someone who has voiced two out of two out of three of your games has then voiced her in um, smash bros and all of that stuff and other whatever appearances. She's always voiced Bayonetta. And you're going to offer her $4,000, maybe even $15,000. For that, like, it just doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right to me. And it, and it, if she feels like her time is worth $100,000, which I think was the rumor that she asked for, plus um, what is the term for residual? Residuals, she asked yeah. $100,000 for res- and residuals. And they denied that. I think that's a. I th- honestly think that's completely fair to to ask for that after millions and millions too. of yeah. dollars have been put into this game, not only through game sales but through merch and things like that. So, I completely agree. I think it's ridiculous. And she claims she didn't ask for that. She claims she didn't ask for that, and that is a, a the the total lie. So I hate to say this, but. It, he, there is a truth somewhere in the middle. There, she might not be telling the full truth. They, they're obviously. They, I'm not gonna believe the corporation over her. Like right, the, you know same. what I'm. <laughs> I believe Helena Taylor probably only got offered four thousand dollars. I am more likely to believe that than what they say. But 
I don't think that anyone ever tells the full truth when it goes in. I think some people do. And then, nah, I'm not going to say anyone because maybe she did. But through human nature, I just have to decide, you know what? One of you is more believable. There is a truth somewhere in there that I know that is completely factual. And I'm not saying she's lying on purpose. Maybe something was miscommunicated. Maybe something wasn't understood well enough between the two parties. And that was her story. And that's their story. But I still think... It is unacceptable for them to offer that. I mean, just like in anime, dubbed voice actors get shafted all the time. And I'm pretty sure subbed voice actors, um, the, the original Japanese voice actors, get shafted all the time. I, I'm, I'm, I've, I've heard tales of people getting paid. I think it was Jujutsu Kaisen, one of the lead people there, got um, for the movie. They got like $180 for the whole, for the whole movie. It's like, Christ. what the fuck? What the fuck is that? Um, but anyways, we're going to wrap it up. My laptop is on 32%. Um, I am Adam Jones. You can find me on Twitter at ajones4534. Um, you can go follow Plug and Play on Twitter at pl- uh, Plug and Play Pod. Um, please go do that, and we'll be um, – Hopefully talking about more games next week. I'm going to bring a Plague Tale Requiem and Gotham Knights. Luke, where can they find um, you? I am. I, I have been Luke Osland. Uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, Jibby McRib. Uh, most of my tweets are not gaming related or serious but in good. any way. They're fire. But if, they're fire. If you ever want to read really stupid bullshit that I come up with and decide to put out on the internet for everyone to read, feel free to give me a follow. Um, to next week, I... We'll hopefully be bringing, I, I also, I, for, for our five listeners, um, I've been in a bit of like a gaming rut lately. That's why I wasn't on the podcast last week. And I didn't I, even post one last week. Don't even, don't even talk uh, about okay, it. Okay. Yeah. There's a, there's a, yeah, I, I've been in a, been in a gaming rut. So hopefully I will motivate myself to actually play Persona 5 Royal. I'm excited for that one. Um, yeah. So hopefully I'll be bringing that and you guys can all hear me talk about a game that you've already played and it'll be a blast. Fuck yeah. Hey, when I play a game, I love to hear other people's opinions on it. So they, people will love it. Um, anyways, this has been the plug and play podcast. Everybody kiss your neighbor, hug your dog. Um, have a lovely day. Oh wait, one more thing. 